I was about to make a we're back a dinosaur story joke, but I feel like I've made that before on the podcast. It was probably like 50 episodes ago, though. Probably. We're back. A dinosaur story. Welcome back to another episode of Know Your Devils. A uh, a devil's podcast that still goes strong despite the devil's best efforts to make us stop. They're trying really hard. They're they, trying. Uh, yeah, they're trying. But you can't still keep... here. <laughs> yep, you can't keep a uh, decent podcast down. I'm one of your hosts... My name is Ed, joined by the other guy. His name is Eric. Oh, Ed, thank you. No problem. I, hey, man, you need a break once in a while. And the Devils had a break, an all-star break. What a segue. Listen, I, I'm in at uh, all-star, uh, all-star, wow, <laughs> never mind. I was going to say I'm at uh, all-star peakness, but I'm definitely not, considering I couldn't remember the word peakness. Yeah, so Devils completed their bye week and the all-star break week. Nika went to the All-Star game and things happened. Yeah, like targets malfunctioning and, you know, just general buffoonery. Yeah. So, Nico Heischer goes to the All-Star game. He does the accuracy shooting. The NHL decides, hey, you know what's better than foam? A video board. Hey, you know what's better than actually shooting on goal? Shooting on a video goal. Boo. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, neat concept where it's like, oh, hey, you get to learn stats about the player. Like, hey, did you know that Nico Heischer's teammates call him Nico? Ball? What? <laughs> yeah, so Nico comes dead last in accuracy shooting after he has to wait because someone broke the target. And then it totally gave Huberdo a target before the puck even hit. So that was funny. And then Nico scored two all-star goals, and uh, that was it. Congratulations, you have just watched the 2020 NHL All-Star Game in the minute it took us to describe it. Yep. Oh, wait. And the best part was the U.S.-Canada women's game. Oh, yeah. That was was definitely the best part. It was so good. And I'm like, I want to see more of this. That's why I go to NWHL games, because it's it's like that all the time. That's awesome. So um, congrats to the women for having the best hockey all weekend. And uh, congrats to Nico for being our all-star. All-star breaks over. Devils come back. We're recording this on Monday night. They have just defeated the Ottawa Senators 4-3 in a shootout. A very Devils game. Very. Uh, it's a game where they don't know what they're going to do, who they're going to be. They go up 2-1, get a power play. Yeah, let's make it 3-1. Let's start to break away. And they give up two shorthanded goals on the same minor penalty in 40 seconds from each other and then come back and win it in a shootout. Very devil's way of doing things. Oh, and OT, they almost gave it up three times. I was surprised Hughes got back on the ice in overtime because literally when he was on the ice, the game was almost over. Multiple times. Multiple times. Literally like Ottawa wins the faceoff and then all of a sudden Brady Tuchuk is by himself in front of Mackenzie Blackwood with the puck. Yeah, it was him and Vatnin, I believe, and they both went after the puck carrier next to the boards. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you should see that. You should. Listen. I'm not an NHL player, but I've played three weeks of deck hockey. I think I understand NHL schemes now. Jack, 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 if you need some lessons, hit me up. I have played three weeks of deck hockey, and you know what? My defensive positioning is what some may call adequate. So, 
<laughs> Let's ignore the fact that we've only scored one goal in each game that we played, but hey, we know what we're doing. Hey, we know. If you need a guy that'll run into his own goalie and let a goal in, that's this guy right here. So, uh, I got you. If you want a center that doesn't know how to get, cover the slot coming back from the rush, give me a call. I think that's <laughs> called Jack Hughes. No, I'm, uh, no, that's too much. No, Jack We like you, Jack. <laughs> Jack Hughes is not 285 pounds. <laughs> Yo, but imagine. Yo, but imagine. <laughs> but imagine, though. But imagine, though. Uh, let's imagine a scenario in which this Devils team is different because next month the trade deadline is coming up. So, figured this episode could be is let's imagine what this team is going to look like at the end of February when the trade deadline comes and goes. Now, obviously, there's been a couple names thrown out there. Your Wayne Simmons, your Kyle Palmieri, Blake Coleman's name, Travis Zajac and Andy Green's names have also gotten thrown out there. Sammy uh, Vatnin. Sammy Vatnin is a popular candidate. Some trade rumor websites like to say P.K. Subban is not happy and wants out. Yeah, well, we're not that happy right now, okay, Subban? Yeah, so, exactly. Can it? Can it. That's from a very not reputable trumor. That's a, let's throw spaghetti on the wall, and then when nothing sticks, let's just staple a piece on the wall. That's quite vivid. Thank you. No problem. So as we look at the players here, we have three players who have no trade causes on this team meaning they would have to waive it in order to get traded. Uh, that includes Travis Ajak, Kyle Palmieri, and Andy Green. Otherwise, everyone else is open game to being traded. I know earlier this week, apparently Travis Zajac was presented with a trade offer, and uh, he declined it. Yeah, and I'm happy he did. As my favorite player on the Devils, he ain't going nowhere. No, but what came out is, according to the rumors, that it was the Islanders, and also, apparently, while Lou was in Toronto, he tried multiple times to get Travis Zajac. He just loves him some Zajac. I mean, he gave him that contract. Uh, let's, can we can we not talk about his contract and talk about how great he is with Coleman and Gusev? Ignore the almost $6 million. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I said, and we've I think you and me have agreed upon this many times. $5.75 million for the next two years for Travis Zajac. If that contract is absolutely been worth it for what he brings to the team what he does like he's just been solid like, he's been solid and uh let's be honest here it ain't our money so yeah exactly whatever yeah exactly yeah so travis zajac has a no trade cause kyle palmieri and uh andy green so i know in that same article green talked a little bit too uh less formal conversations but he said the same thing he wants to be here which i don't blame him you're married you got kids you don't want to go somewhere else but I guess, Eric, give me, let's do this, kind of like a uh, uh, the um, FMK game, the Frick, Mary, Kill game. Oh, wait, no, Frick's not the right word. Fornicate, Mary, Kill. There we go. That's the word that we're going to use. Sure. <laughs> Get around that censorship. Name me three players that you could see traded on this roster. Give me two that you think would be pretty obvious, and then just for funsies, Give me a uh, give me a wild card. Okay. All right. So I'll come up with two and then one, and then you come up with two and then one for me. Yeah, that's fine. So the two more obvious ones: Sammy Vatnin, Wayne Simmons, and the wild card, Damon Severson. Ooh, Damon Severson is a really really interesting wild card. Not who I was gonna pick. My obvious ones are 
Uh, but yeah, no, Wayne Simmons and uh, Sammy Votnin are the two obvious ones for me. Here's my wild card. You ready for this? Jesper Bratt. Oh. Huh. Okay. Je- Jesper Bratt, who's an RFA without arbitration rights, 21-year-old forward who has been... He has some consistency issues, but he's a young forward who clearly shows that he can play in the NHL. I personally think that a good GM could swing that to get a decent defensive player for that, or maybe a pretty good pick for him. Okay. All right. I'm willing to have this conversation. While I do like Jesper and I could see him on the future of this team, I also think he has some value and Navy is not necessarily a core piece, or he could be a core piece that you could trade away. And it's not going to actually hurt you that badly. All right. Well, I think then the conversation comes up with him. What do you see him as? Is he a top six? Is he a top nine? Is he a bottom six? Like, what do you believe him to be? I believe Jesper Ratt to be a top nine teetering on top six potential. I think going to a team that's maybe still rebuilding or maybe a team that's looking to get a little bit younger. I could see him being in that top nine to start, but he has shown that he can play in the top six in the NHL. Now, granted, if he went to a team like Boston, he's not going to be in that top six. You know, let's say if he goes to maybe a little bit of a team, you know, let's go with the Blackhawks. Understand, yeah, Patrick Kane. Okay, that top right wing position is not taken. I can't tell you who the second line right winger is. I can't name any other winners right now on the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'm like, you could maybe work there. Now, now is that just us not knowing? We have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Teus. Remember Brandon Saad? Yes. Still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, maybe they do need him. Well, Alex Dabrinkit. What uh, What side it, does Alex Dabrinkit play on? He's listed as a left wing, right wing. So, Patrick Kane, Brandon Saad's not getting any younger. Hasn't Ryan Carpenter played very well this year as well? Ryan Carpenter this year has 13 points in 50 games. It's not out of the realm of possibilities is what I'm saying here. If I had to choose a team that's really looking to get younger, it would be the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, they look like a team that can use it. That $10.5 million cap hit for Kane and Teus is going to be a bit of an issue, but they do have some good prospects coming up. I mean, I... Alex Dabrinkit's 22, but even still, Alexander Nylander, Kirby Dosh, or Dosh, or Doc. Doc. I don't remember. I think it's Doc. Doc. Kirby Doc. And they still have Adam Boquist, our Boquist's brother. They have some good talent. Just an example. Now, I'm very interested to hear about Damon Severson. Ah, yes. I think he is looked at as a cost-controlled, semi-known quantity mm-hmm. of what he can do or semi-known quality of what he can do. And he is somebody that I think could be worth it to a team who doesn't just want to add that trade deadline for one year. Because I feel like that's it's not going out of style because it'll never go out of style, but teams that are looking for more two-year deals. And he has four more years, I believe? Yeah, uh, no, after this season, he has three. Okay. He's currently 25. So he, has, he has three more years. I could see if another team dangled a young defensive prospect in front of us and a second that maybe with well now shiro's gone but i could see them having a conversation about it do i do it for that no that's of course it depends on the prospect but i wouldn't 
That's very true. And now the other thing, too, I'm looking at here. So the Devils currently right now have two first-round picks, one being conditional, depending on where Arizona finishes. But then the Devils don't have a second or a third-round pick. I can see the Devils maybe trading some more players away to try to get some picks, especially with this draft coming up. But also at the same time, too, how the owners are talking, it seems like they want to try to do, frankly, what the Rangers kind of did is make some trade away some core pieces that get you instant results which is when the name blake coleman comes up and a lot of devils fans start getting a little nervous i'd riot I, i'd riot the, if they treated him away why like he's cost controlled for this year and next year and at 1.8 million and he's your leading goal scorer well did is it tied now after that paul mary goal it might be Essentially, he's your hits leader. He was your goals leader. He's tenacious. He does everything you need him to do. So what are you going to trade him for? Like a second? No, I'd rather have him. Do you think and if you are going to trade him, wait till next year when it's on the last year, but not this year. If someone came to you and offered a first and a young prospect, do you take it? Yes. Okay. There. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> I would die for Coleman. I would do this. I'll give you a first and a prospect. Oh, here you go. But, but that's the yeah, thing. There you go. I think that's, Sorry, Coleman. That, I'll still root for you. <laughs> that is the only situation in which I can see Blake Coleman getting traded is if someone's going to give us a stupid deal for him. Because frankly, at this point, he's definitely could get that because, I mean, Blake Coleman, every year he has gotten better. Granted, he's 28 years old, so he's... Might, he's either going to reach his peak or he's at his peak right now. But the thing is, though, if even if the offense starts to regress, he's still a very viable third line PK winner. And a lot of teams need players like that. I do not want to trade Blake Coleman because I do see him more uh, as a core piece going into the next two years than versus younger players like Miles Wood or Pavel Zaka. Uh, you, you beat me to it. I was about to say, I feel like Blake Coleman is what we all wanted Miles Wood to be. Yeah. Just speedy, offensive, throwing hits and being aggressive. And Miles Wood does Miles Wood things. Could you see the Devils trading Zaka? Yeah, but I feel like any trade they would make for Zaka outside of getting a first would be looked upon as a failure for the Devils. Even just getting the first, if it's not top 15, which you're definitely not going to get. I think it's looked at as a failure. That's fair. I mean, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like trying to think of like, you know, the Devils, I mean, you could trade him. Miles Wood is, I don't even know how much Miles Wood can get you. He literally has three years left on that contract. But he's still in RFA at the end of it. Yeah, no. These next couple of years are interesting because Nico, well, in four years, Nico, well, that Jack will probably be paid at the end of his ELC. Right now, your most expensive player is PK in, for the next three years. Then after that, it's Nico, and then it basically takes a nosedive after that. Like, we don't, after these next two years going into the 2021-22 season, you only have two players currently making over $6 million on this roster. Yeah. Now, granted, that doesn't include any potential semi-Votnin extension. It doesn't include... Uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Or, no. <laughs> it doesn't include what deal Mackenzie Blackwood's gonna get like Mackenzie Blackwood is I don't think he's gonna cost that much to be honest he's currently making under 700k at the NHL level obviously we're talking about trade deadline but we're also going into the future here what kind of deal does Mackenzie Blackwood get 
two years, three million dollars a year. I could see that low bridge deal. That doesn't walk him to free agency. That walk him to twenty five. Um, I would do four. I honestly, I either would try because here's the thing: trying to commit to goalies long term is like not a good idea. But also at the same yeah. time, Mackenzie Blackwood is twenty three, and he's proven he can be a starter. I do four years. I think some people would argue with you on that. You don't think he's a starter, or I think he's an NHL player. I think some people would argue if he's a starter. That's fair, and that's why I think two years. When you move it to four years, I feel like now you gotta actually give him some money. If you're moving it to four years, he's probably more looking in the four area, the four four point five. I know. The only reason I do four years, it's like that's the franchise saying, okay, we're committing to you for the next four years. You're the guy. Another interesting name for the trade deadline. Going back to that, and honestly, I don't think this happens unless an injury occurs. Louis Domingue. I, I don't think he gets you much. Probably not. Just a name to throw out there. How about here's another one. Kevin Rooney. Pending. He's a UFA. Making seven. UFA. Making 700K. He's a fourth line. Very decent PKer. Something that a lot of guy, a lot of playoff teams might need. Granted. Honestly, I don't even know if the Devils resign him. I know. I want, But what about trading him at the trade deadline? What's he going to net you? A fifth? I mean, maybe a fourth. I mean, Ben Lovejoy got a third rounder and a player. Yeah, but Ben Lovejoy's got a cup. That's true. And my respect. <laughs> Could you imagine if Kevin Rooney gets traded to a cup contender and wins a cup? <laughs> I think his price on, uh, what's that website called? Where you hire celebrities to say hi to you? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is that site called? Is it Bravo or something? No, Bravo's the name of a TV channel. Uh, celebrity cameo thank you cameo Cam. you, you're he's saying gonna his have cameo to up price. his price he's gonna up his price from like what does he charge right now 20 bucks i'm pretty sure it's 20 bucks hold on let me <laughs> i want to double check that uh i'm pretty sure it's 20 bucks i i'll tell you why I you know, know what man you gotta respect the side hustle especially when you're kevin rudy and you're making 700k a year well let's say you're making 500k maybe that's what you take home at the end of the year still decent living you can maybe afford like a uh, two-bedroom house out in like western new jersey for that type of money but um, i just i look at cameo and i'm like man that just looks like it's like it feels like the celebrities don't want to do it but they kind of have to do it because they need money did you look up his price on cameo as i uh oh he's 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 20 bucks miles wood is 50 bucks okay and blake coleman is 85 and Blake Coleman has risen his price. And you know how I know that? Is because I got Kevin Rooney and Blake Coleman for my dad's birthday. Aw, what'd you get them to say? I have the videos. You could probably see them <laughs> online. It was for my dad. Blake Coleman, it was right after a loss. He filmed it in his car and he looked really sad the whole time because it was right after a loss. Did and he Kevin say Rooney, that? No, he didn't say that, but he was like, yeah, thanks for the support. You know, we're going through some adversity right now. And, you know, we appreciate you sticking with the team. And Kevin Rooney did it in, like, his, his bedroom. Like, and it was just, like, super happy about it. And it was great. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, <laughs> thanks. I just got money for Chipotle. This is awesome. <laughs> Basically. And, but I didn't know Miles Wood was on. If Miles, if Miles Wood 
just like recently did this because I did this for my dad's birthday and that was like late November. Okay. So that means Miles Wood has added on in the past like two months. Once again, Kevin Rudy, if you're listening to this, I respect you as a hockey player. I'm sorry, man. I hope this summer you get a, a nice pay grade. You deserve it. Yeah, I mean, it it was pretty awesome. I mean, oh, by the way, you can also get Kevin Weeks, 35 bucks. Hmm. And if you can get Martin Brodor. How much is Brodor? $300. Yep, yep, that sounds about right. Yep. Marty's got a There pick. you go. Oh, so uh, if you'll all see my GoFundMe page to get Brodor to say, and this is Know Your Devils, yeah, uh, go over on Twitter, twitter.com slash knowyourdevils, and give us money. And we will get Martin Brodor to say, and this is no your devils. My name is Martin Brodor. Looking good, boys. Oh, God. That Enterprise commercial. <laughs> hey, I will give the Marty this. Acting skills are not bad. No, not terrible. Not terrible. Not the worst. A lot better than uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. And that, uh, oh, boy. Did you ever, have you ever seen the video of uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze? When yes, they, I have. When they did that app? No, not that one. Oh, man. You want to see some bad acting and some, like, cringy, borderline kind of sexual assault? Uh, oh, it's not. It's not good. It's kind of, it's kind of bad. <laughs> As we approach the trade deadline, obviously this will be the time when you are a bottom feeder like the Devils. You're going to see some faces leave. So we're predicting Wayne Simmons and Sammy Vatnin are going to get dealt. They're the obvious picks. The wildcard picks we have are Jesper Bratt and Damon Severson. So we will return to this topic at the end of the month or the end of next month and uh, see which one of us was right or how wrong we were. And then and we will be just as wrong as all of the pundits. Yep. But you know what we won't be wrong about, Eric, is our crowdfunding to get Martin Brodor say, my name's Martin Brodor, it's pronounced Taylor Ham, and this is Know Your Devils. I mean, honestly, if anybody just wants to flip us like 20 bucks, we can get Kevin Rooney to do the intro. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) If Kevin Rooney's going to come in with, like, enthusiasm, I'll be awesome with it. Miles Wood, I can kind of see, like, how his would be, because, like, how Miles Wood talks sometimes is like, yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Miles Wood. I just want to say thanks for supporting the team. Like, very much kind of like how Blake would be. But uh, Yeah, I, I, I want some Kevin Rooney like enthusiasm i don't even know where to go from this conversation just uh, do do the plugs just do the plugs twitter.com slash know your devils soundcloud spotify please tell us where you're listening uh when we post it on the reddit or on the twitter just so we can know where you're listening to it and we'll be back probably with another episode maybe it's next week maybe it's the following week we gotta see News needs to happen, but until then, my name is Ed. This is Eric. And this is New Your Devils. We'll see you next time.